RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Hello, and uh, welcome to the Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. Hello. <laughs> Stuart, I, I like what you've done with yourself. Thank you. Thank right? you. Right? Yes. Um, I figured the long hair was a new way to go. Yeah. <laughs> the, the polymorph uh, potion was <laughs> highly successful. successful. Absolutely. Apologies. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you probably noticed, I'm not Stu. Um, my name is Kimmy, and uh, welcome to the Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. This is Season 20, Episode 6. Six. Yes. So, um, before uh, my hosts are turning her here. Hi. I'm Gina. This is Jim. This is Stork. Yes. And I actually didn't realize... Ooh, amazing. Yeah. I actually didn't... (laughs) We are. It's amazing. I should watch that. Yes. Yeah. I actually just now realized how much I never listen to what Stu says in this part of the show. (laughs) (laughs) So you can actually follow us on social media. You can find us at Happy Jacks RPG um, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, Yep. We are Happy Jacks... uh, RPG Live on Twitch. We might be on Drive. I think they took down that website. Um, We also are on YouTube. You can find us if you go to happyjacks.org slash YouTube, happyjacks.org slash Twitch, Happy Jacks RPG on uh, Facebook. We also have a Facebook community. You can also go to happyjacks.org slash forum and argue with people all the time, and it's so much fun. And it's not that bad. I've been on forums that are so much worse. Don't don't downplay that. No, no, no. It's not yet. Our community is 95% polite, and there's a 5% probably that isn't so much 97. so, but they're better, I think than, it's like they're better than the worst people. <laughs> they're better than even the best people on a lot of other forums. Yeah, yeah no, true. absolutely. Yeah, they're awesome. We argue about gaming stuff, because yeah. that's what we do, but it's not like angry, like, no. arguing. They're, they're it's really like, have, debate is the word. Like, we yeah. passionately debate each other, and then we drink lots of beer together. And for the Super. most part, everybody on our forums, is, I mean, seriously, is Great very, people. very... Their arguments are well thought yeah. out, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they're usually oh, very polite. Like cra- crazy, and smart, and funny people. They're way funnier <laughs> than us, so you should go to the forum. Yeah, yeah they're totally. super funny. Definitely. And we have a Discord, um, which yeah. there's a link in the chat room right now. Um, if you search for Happy Jacks RPG on Discord, there's a whole chat there, and there's actually a Sam in her horns, like emoji that they've created. So you can actually... That is It's awesome. really amazing. And Sam really and her amazing. horns is that cool is of our game. Yes. Super cool. So, um, yeah. So, a bunch of crazy stuff happening at Happy Jacks right now um, because of the awesomeness of Gina. And, oh. yeah, because she's been learning how to run the system. Oh, yeah. And Jib is uh, running another game for us. So we've actually been able to a- add a whole other night of yeah. games to our schedule that are coming up soon. Yeah. That's so cool. it is so exciting. So two more yep. games so we, on our so roster. What the new game's going to be? Yeah, do you want to do it? Do sure. it. Sure. Uh, the new game is called The Spaniard's Ghost, and we will be pirates. Arr. Yeah. I'm really. Arr. I love I'm writing. No, no, no. But no. having so much fun writing all like the the like the ads and stuff for that. It's like yar, mateys, <laughs> come and watch. You be off the map. There be things, and it's just it's so hard much. To type <laughs> It is, <laughs> but yeah, you know. So, yeah, my boss types. Yeah. Did, oh really? No, oh, no. that drive me nuts. Yeah. Oh, the two too. finger typing. Yeah. No, he's not quite that. <laughs> I was gonna say, how old is he? He's younger than I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's he just weird. never had a good teacher like me. He was like, yeah. no, you type like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the games we're adding. Right. Um, Mac, who is of beautiful green hair fame yeah. from our 
Vampire the Masquerade game. Oh, is it green this month? It's green. It's super bright green, and everyone's like it's on the gorgeous. forum is talking about it, and in the yeah. chat room they always are like, "What That's color right. green do you use?" She makes her own. Yeah, she does. She mixes yeah. a couple different peacock and something else. Something, yeah. Her. Twitter her about it. She'll yeah. tell you. Um, and she's going to be running a Werewolf Wild West game called Razor Ridge. So we that should be cool. really exciting because she does all things werewolf. So. And that, that one's fun cool. too because it's like yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> Pack those silver bullets in your six shooter. And, sorry, I'm having so much fun with these. <laughs> Are you in that game? No, I'm not in that game. Um, Samantha's in that game, and Jess from the Vampire are in that game. Um, Nick from Tomorrow Legion, and okay. she brought in a new friend of hers named Pope, who's going to be also in that game. Cool. So some familiar faces and some new faces. Cool. And then, oh, yeah. last but not least, we have one that just got kind of thrown together in the last couple of days called uh, Interpol X, which is going to be sort of a, we're still trying to find the feel of it. It's going to be in Monster of the Week, which is a Powered by the Apocalypse system. It's going to be run by my friend Adam, who's a really awesome Powered by the Apocalypse GM. Um, and I know him from teaching him how to weight lift. Um, and Jason, who is in our masks game and ran um, Desert of Despair as a ah. GM. He's going to be in that game. And then we're bringing two... New people, new people in. Mike, who's a total newbie, he's gamed before, but never on stream. Um, and also Jessica, who is like the star of our uh, tabletop day long stream. She was like, "Oh, I've never played a tabletop game before, and this will be fun." And she came and played <laughs> our masks game in the tabletop day one shot. She was like the funniest. Like everyone loved her. She was amazing. So we've actually finally roped her into cool. being in a campaign. Way too many Jessicas. There's way too many. The, there are a lot. Yeah. So she's Jessica. The other one is Jessie. Okay. So that's how we're differentiating right now if you're getting confused. But um, she's she's hilarious. And I was actually totally blown away. It was the first time she'd gamed. So we're excited that she's cool. coming back for more. And she's like, I don't know about a campaign. And we're like, no, do it. Do the thing. Do it. Do the thing. So we made her do that. So, yeah. So it's very exciting. A bunch of new stuff happening. Um, and then Sunday, we're starting yeah. um, Dead, Dead Rain, Rain, which uh, Gina and I are in. Um, and that's presented by Palladium Books, which mm-hmm. is very, very exciting. And that's about zombies. And I, uh, I really yes. don't like zombies. It is. Like yeah. I'm excited to play that game. But it wasn't until like I started like reading the book and I'm like, oh, God, this is why I don't watch Walking Dead. Because then right. I sit and obsess about it before I, I get to bed every yeah. night. And I'm like, oh, God, what's that weird sound in the backyard? <laughs> yeah. Have I, have I but, watched the news lately? Okay. But, but it's not the zombie things that, that always freaks me out. It's it's the how bad people are to each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? No, and that in Walking Dead, that's yeah. the worst. Yeah. That's what zombie that's movies are really the worst. about. It's yeah. how bad people yeah. are to each other. It's like the total dis- yeah, the destruction so I don't of No, cuz I don't ever watch zombie movies because they really upset me. Uh, <laughs> Except for Zombieland. That was good. Zombieland, they were all good to each other. And, yeah, but Zombieland was also bullshit. comedic. It's kind of a parody. Oh, and, and see him all about the old school and stuff. And Shaun of the and Dead, that was good. But yeah. even still, there's... Return the, of the Living Dead. bad things to each other. That one I saw. 80s. That one's awesome. Yep. And I still, I still highly yeah. recommend Fido. If you got, if you, if you, if you, if you think, think you've seen every zombie movie, go watch Fido. Yeah. It's post-apocalyptic, and, and, and they figured out how to control zombies, so everybody has a pet zombie. Yeah. It should be, yeah. So Dead Rain like should be Michelle. super interesting. We're finishing up character creation. Yeah. We're actually not going to do character creation on stream for that game. Um, and that will be run by Stu and Kadev. Yeah, our first uh, co-GM yeah. on camera. Yeah. yeah, so that should be interesting. But I don't know what I'm going to have to do with the camera. So I know, that's why I almost yeah. asked and Dave. Also just like, have this image of, of Dave sitting yeah. on Stu's lap be very cool. while they GM. There's I suppose we could do too. like this corner of the <laughs> table, yeah, and then just be just do it the yeah. thing or make them sit very close to each other. Yeah, 
like one on each, like one yeah. one one cheek on the seat, <laughs> and for each of them, it'll be great. Oh, they can sit on each other's laps. Yes, exactly. That would be adorable. Um, <laughs> so yeah, okay, we probably should actually get to the show. Okay, but okay. now now that we've talked through yeah. everything, we're super excited about. Um, well, thank you, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining yeah. us. We're all done. Um, checklist. Look, I did all that. Excellent. Um, oh, this entire block should be no more than one to two minutes. Oops, yeah. I failed at that. Sorry, failed at that. But anyway. Um, so, in this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, Jonas Larson writes in about handling NPC drawbacks. We have Car- uh, Charis asks, asks about player conflict. Dave from Chicago sends a long overdue fuck you. And <laughs> Leatherneck sends us pl- a player confession and a GM nightmare. Yay, we Yay. love Oh, cool. Also, sorry, we have an email too if you'd like to send in an email to the show and get our feedback. Um, happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. See, I remember Stu does that. He says right. it like yeah. four okay. times. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and then we I already might did. actually read your letter on the air. So if you send it there, yes. don't be horrified. Yeah. You, you are giving us permission to read it on yeah. the air. If you don't want us to read it on the air, please write that in the subject line because we sometimes still do send advice. Actually, usually we just ignore it. But if you want to send us stuff. <laughs> Ben, or just tell us how awesome we are. Thank you letter. That's fine too. We'll probably read that on the air. You said it was just yeah. to Kimmy. <laughs> just to me. No, it's fine. Nobody thanks me. I work hard. It's fine. Um, so now we have our featured email. So a letter from Jonas Larson. Would anyone like to read this? Jonas Larson is a is a regular contributor. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yep. And it's always good to hear from him. Absolutely. Or one of our Scandinavians, I think. Yeah. I can do it. You guys want to do it? Who wants do to do it? it? Do the thing. We, we can tag him. Dear Happy Clanks of the Robotics Slavecast. Okay, is there a website out there where you guys are coming <laughs> a up? A random with name generator? Awesome there's a barge off the coast. Okay, <laughs> all right. I'm wondering if there's like a random Happy Jacks generator that they've shared That'd amongst themselves because Someone that's should really make one. cool. They should. That'd be awesome. All right, yeah. so Happy Happy Clanks of the Robotics Slavecast, which is, a, is, that a, is that an anagram? H-C-R? Yeah, okay. I'm trying to think about it. Uh, it's another one of those mm-hmm. letters again. A listener made mm-hmm. angry... By Uh-oh. Stork. Oh, what? I've never heard this Nothing before. makes me so pissed of as when Stork says that you can't get killed <laughs> by a stare in D&D. <laughs> there are many different types of stares, Stork. Have you ever fought a dire wear stare with levels in Monk? No. I guess so. I guess so. So, here's my thing. I have this <laughs> No, no. This I test. feel like you should like give him his say. Yeah. Okay. But and in, then yes. do your the rebuttal. Yeah. Yes. Now, with that out of my system, I can tell you that your podcast actually is a great source of joy to me and a fantastic paradigm inspiration that makes me want to improve my DMing uh, and try out new things. So, I have this this litmus test for systems, which is how much damage you would take if you fall downstairs. Right. So, that's what he's referencing there. Yeah. And, and I've kind of concluded that if you fall downstairs in D&D, you basically don't take any damage. Well, and I've if you fall down stairs in GURPS, you're rolling damage for every stair. Yeah. So, I mean, it's anyway. That's my kind of my litmus test as as to how how a system works. And I'm, I'm hoping it gets adopted by everybody. If you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I hope everybody does everything exactly like me because no, that's I'm brilliant. Because it's a it's an interesting way to just sum it up is. a system. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, how deadly is this system? Let's what happens. See what happens when you fall down stairs. Right. Done. Figure and to be out. completely fair, in our la- one of our last not our last D and D game, but the D and D game before that last Elder game, I fell off a cliff and nothing happened. So, so yeah. there oh. you go. <laughs> so not completely unwarranted criticism. I have plenty of friends who are willing to game and never have a problem getting players uh, in my in real life table, but I've still decided to experiment and give Roll20 a chance after hearing your discussions Just don't on inhale. 
I'm about to start an online campaign <laughs> uh, for those other star-crossed Yay. Swedish listeners you have. Andre Estevar, John from Sweden, and Uncommon Man. Nice. He, he plugged them right there. Awesome. Uh, you can guess what we are playing. Masks of Navralotep. Thanks to your warm recommendations for it. And don't worry, but don't worry. I'm, of course, running it in the system of systems. GURPS! Yeah! yeah! And this leads to this latest question. <laughs> How to handle enemies in similar character drawbacks. For those of you who don't speak GURPS, you can get points for taking a disadvantage called enemy, and your GM creates a personal adversary together. The GM rolls dice, and you decide when to include it in the game at random intervals. The rulebook even suggests that enemies are a great way to drag the whole party into an adventure when the occasion arises. For a character in a narrative story, a personal enemy is a huge disadvantage. But, for a player, quite the opposite. The enemy is instead a source of one of the most sought-after commodities in the game, and that's, and that's time in the spotlight. Want to steal focus from one of the players? Give the GM several enemies and transcend your main character's status as GM as to weave the plot around your backstory. Enemies don't really add extra danger to the PC because the player characters are almost in constant and consistent danger. No sane GM is going to say, you are in luck, guys. You have a normal, unexpected life this session without drama <laughs> or and bloodshed. If the extra enemy doesn't show up, the enemy isn't going to increase the level uh, because that would likely kill the PCs. GMs always strive after a right amount of danger, enough to be exciting, but not enough to be unfair. So, how to handle enemies and similar drawbacks that a player can give to her character that makes sense and makes the game greater and more fun. Jonas Larson, first citizen of Storktopia. What? I'm yes. <laughs> I'm saying. Yay! It's an actual nice. place. You have the land. It's full of a bunch of tall <laughs> people who uh, don't like to go out much and stand on one leg. And who With are fabulous hair. Yeah. <laughs> What's left of it? <laughs> you have plenty of hair. You got good hair. All right. Stork there is great. I'm just comb over the stuff for my, my arms and back. It'll be great. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah. How do how did you handle enemies and similar drawbacks from character gen? Because because <laughs> I get it. Uh, vampire L five R uh, Gerbs uh, Savage World something for a little bit. Oh, for you, sure. You can build these into your character gen, and and I I guilty of this. You can steal focus for a game or two or three or even build character or even build whole games around a person's, you know, nemesis. Yeah. Uh, how do you how do you balance that? I. Go ahead. Good. Well, <clears throat> I would say first of all uh, that I mean balancing it is a good <coughs> comment, but I think you are obliged to spend a some amount on that. Because I've seen actually the opposite. Because if you're going to invest character points in a disadvantage uh, so that you get the benefit of that disadvantage, then it should come up in game. So I've seen the opposite where it doesn't necessarily come up, and it really should. Well, that's um, bad. That's a bad yeah. Idea. When, when you, when you take a disadvantage or a hindrance or you know, whatever, yeah. whatever fits your game system, you are telling the GM, I want this in the game. Yes. I mean, you, that's what you're telling them. Go ahead and fuck with me. Yeah. Like, here's, your, here's, here's, how I, here's how I want you to do that. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you can have enemies in anything in our masks game. Um, both uh, Gina and Jason, their characters had enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, through character creation and all that. That were yeah. part of character creation. But when I was creating the fronts for the game, mm -hmm. um, I looked at. 
um, you know, Dave's character, what he was doing, I was like, well, he here he is, the illegitimate child of this superhero. What about the legitimate, you know, child of this superhero who didn't get the legacy powers? And then for for your character, I was like, well, what would I what would I pull from your background? And because you, you and your a big thing for your character was the roller derby, so I was yeah. like, so I, I totally fabricated a yeah, Kimmy checked somebody off the so. rink and and you know put them in the hospital and they came back for, yeah. for revenge. But that's what you do is you you weave it together, but you don't make one more important than another. Right. No, but in, in the grand scheme of things, that's kind of Stork's point is how do you make sure because they're definitely. Even in that game, if you look at that game, it can't always be like oh, twenty-five percent clock. You know, like no. like you're playing time to chess, it, it, and it's like right. It's it's not a, a I'm going to give twelve and a half minutes to mm-hmm. to this character and twelve and a half minutes to this character. It's in aggregate across multiple sessions. Right. Ultimately, it should kind of balance out. Right. Does it mm-hmm. now? I mean, I guess kind of like my thought with this question is okay. If you're spending. Okay, in, in some systems you spend disadvantage points. You get more points yeah. to spend somewhere else. Right. How do you make that instead of making it a like a laser pointed focus that like is a kind of a boon to your character and or as a player giving you the spotlight? How do you actually make it a disadvantage? I guess that's my question because I mean, it, in fact, in some players, especially for like very thespian type character or like players like us, sometimes it's like. That's an advantage, like getting yeah. you know right. more you know story around my character. How do you make it actually something that is worth getting extra points somewhere else then? Because it's going to be hard enough. You you give all of the characters a little bit of time to get to know each other and hopefully get to like each other, and then you have Kimmy's evil villain that she created uh-huh. during character creation attack the others, mm. attack her friends, mm-hmm. not her. Right, go after her friends. Yeah. Um, something else I've seen, and it happened a little bit in the masks game, not not a ton, but you can also make it so that they lose some of their advantages from their backstory. So, like if like the sludge had ruined Mister Clean's super cool yeah. new mansion, yeah. or something like that. I'm not, not giving you, but like, just as an example, yeah. like if that starts taking away other advantages they have, like having that villain in their life, maybe you know they're not able to contact their family anymore because this villain no you know could then track them down or something right. like that. Well. One of the characters in our masks game had to separate herself from her family in part mm-hmm. to keep them safe. Yeah. 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 And so, actually, more. It was three of you. Yeah. yeah. A couple of us. Yeah. Stu did a very good job of doing this in our vampire game. Yes. Because my sire and I mm-hmm. were not on speaking terms. We had. I, I took the disadvantage of the sire hates me and hunted like a dog. Yeah. So Stu combined those two and brought my sire in, and I don't think anybody liked her. No, nobody liked her. No, and so because she showed up, she was basically incredibly unlikable and, and a, a really unpleasant person. Yeah, and, and the whole and the whole game for a couple of sessions revolved around the fact that my sire was a complete and total. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's the word you want to use, but she uh, she she effed with everybody, and I think that's the way to pull that off. Yeah, I think you'd call her a bitch, especially if she's a gang girl. She I feel was. That, that's she appropriate. Totally and, and, I, and I think that that's the way to pull that off. As Stu did it, I, I would say masterfully, because even though it was in my backstory, he brought her in and he, he made everybody's life difficult with her. Exactly. Yeah. I, that's what I was going to say. I think Kimmy brings up a good point that if you just involve the villain 
or the enemy from the backstory as plot mm -hmm. for, for you know the whole yeah mm -hmm. and that it becomes the plot for everybody because yeah. you're trying to that isn't necessarily disadvantageous mm -hmm. um, unless you're like say the real storyline is you have to go do this other thing but this person's interrupting that and, or and it's still playing to the that personal character's disad yeah but it also involves the rest of the party right. it's like yeah, and she's a well, bitch. Like, if you think, to help you take her out. If you think about what what Zom did mm -hmm. in our masks game, uh, Zom was ultimately messing with all of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, she didn't do. I mean, she didn't attack you guys no. not uh -uh. until the end. <laughs> um, and you know, she didn't overtly do anything. She was being very helpful yeah. and supportive yeah, and friendly. Yeah. She just you know, right. gave all of you the Wiggins. Yeah. I, here's, I think here's the key. If you have, if, you're, if your player characters show up with a villain, don't have them interacting with your PC off camera. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe to a small extent, but bring them, bring them onto the stage and bring mm -hmm. them in and the rest of the PCs get to see or, or, or feel how bad this villain really is. Yeah. And well, they can either ignore, help, or, or, or bypass this person. But that's the thing. Because even though it's a part of the backstory, don't leave them there. Bring them to the forefront. Yeah. Put them put them on stage with the PCs and see what happens. Yeah. I think another thing you can do, kind of like the flip of the coin for what happened with you, Stork, is your kind of nemesis bad guy was like really unlikable. Make the bad guys or their their nemesis their, from their backstory really yeah, likable. Well, like if everybody start, likes start this one. person oh. except that hero, like that hero knows like. Oh no, they're my enemy. Oh, but they're a really good person now. They yeah. they sponsor the orphanage. Yeah. Oh, oh, you don't like them anymore? I mean, yeah, they had a horrible past and they apologized. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if, if like, you're a good GM, if you can make that work, like, because Carmody's a very charming person, and mm -hmm. she gotten in earlier and charmed one of you guys. Yeah, it's like now, now you're now you're playing it on three different levels. You've got the players that that like your your sire mm -hmm. that you don't like. Mm -hmm. uh, there's you and, and sharing her personal relationship, and then all of the stuff that's unfolding between the other players. Yeah. I mean. That would be really masterful, but right. that's a that's yeah. a tricky thing to play. But yeah. again, if you bring that player on stage, if you bring that character on stage, and you look yeah. really well at maybe or devising what it is. Oh, they're a charmer. Oh, they've got charisma. Oh, maybe I can. But that's the that's the keys. Yeah. Just drop them there and see what happens. Play yeah. with that. Mm -hmm. Make that work. Don't treat it as something that just sort of happened in the past. Treat it as something right. that's still current. No, and, I and, 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 hundred yeah, yeah, totally agree. I think I'm just keying in on something they never really thought about is, is as Kimmy pointed out, that word disadvantage. Yeah. Because I have most yeah. often seen uh, an enemy or, you know, a villain that's tied to somebody in the past come in in, in the form of plot line. Yeah. yeah. But I'm thinking about the, played a cyberpunk game um, in Savage Worlds, actually. Kind of a pack of Savage Worlds to make a different kind of a cyberpunk game, but one of the characters had a nemesis um, and that person would show up and just cock everything up. Mm -hmm. Like, so I like that because that really is a disadvantage. Like you're working a job, you're trying to do a thing yeah. and our hacker would just get sabotaged once in a while by a rival mm -hmm. hacker. By a rival hacker. Yeah. yeah, so that kind of plays more into that disadvantage versus just plot line or a storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it too. Systems, can, it can be a bit tricky. I mean, if you're yeah. playing champions or something and, and you make Dr. Doom your rival, right? Or Dr. Douche. Let's say Dr. Douche. Dr. Dr. Douche. Because Dr. Douche has become our, our... Yeah. Dr. <laughs> Douche is your personal <laughs> rival. 
it, it, and and Dr. Deuce has effed with you in the past, and and you have this this vendetta against Dr. Deuce. How how do you <laughs> then bring him in and make him relevant to everybody else, right? right? And, and make him care. I mean, that's or or even if your character said, "Yes, I killed Dr. Deuce." Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's one system. But then, like you know, in Vampire, where nobody dies, you can do, you can play it another way. It, it's it is tricky as a GM to make it relevant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't tell you how to do that. But yeah. I can say that. Try to make it relevant. Try to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. the chat room's yeah, talking I think about so too. Yeah, the chat room's talking about how you can use it as a you know a mechanical penalty, or you can also just mm-hmm. have you know it be a fictional yeah. trigger that's in yeah. the story. Yep. And I think those are both like great options. But I think it's important as a GM if a player spent points, yeah. yep. or I'm sorry, got points back, yeah. especially depending on the system, because some systems don't work that yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. um, if, but if they actually got points back that they were able to spend on skills and stuff, you know, for an enemy yeah. or this person, then you find a way, even if it's not mechanical, to make it penalize them in some way or be enough of a disad. Like I even so if it's too. just like that, like what we're talking about with their families or something, it's I don't know. To me, if if, if it's a system where you're getting those points back and exactly. it's making them stronger yeah. in another way, that only seems fair. And I think that's true of any disad. So yeah. Absolutely. All GMs should bring up all their disads all the time. Right. Well, that's true. I, I don't know that I agree that they should bring them up all the time. Mm-hmm. Because plot, plot appropriate. Plot at a plot appropriate time. Alright. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a minor disad yeah. Or a minor hindrance. Right. It's not as impactive right. as a major hindrance. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, the whole plot of Vertigo by by that the Hitchcock did yeah. was mm-hmm. based on a minor hindrance. Yeah. <laughs> no disagreement. Yeah. No it, disagreement. Major in a in a certain uh, situation. Right. Because yeah. And right. I am fine with during the course of a game is those things like disappearing. Mm-hmm. Like if you, you know, I know the king's the king's speech, like great movie, like a minor hindrance is stuttering, but it's yeah. not such a minor hindrance if you're the leader of a country. Yeah. So yeah, and so slowly yeah. over the plot of the story, if the you know the characters overcome whatever it is, or maybe they resolve the plot line yeah. with their their nemesis or whatever. Then it can be gone. Well, actually, technically, yeah. you're supposed to buy those disants yeah. off. Right. Um, yes. But I'm actually, I was having the yeah. exact same thought. But <laughs> what I will say is if you narratively work a, a disadvantage out of the game, mm-hmm. um, let's take the extreme case, you have an enemy and you kill him. Yeah. Right. Okay. Then, okay, player, you, ha- you have to erase that hindrance that's mm-hmm. gone, and you have to pick a new one. Mm-hmm. Or if you've gained enough experience at that point, just or you can just spend the ex- you can buy it off. Buy it off. Yeah. Or as a, or as a GM, you then have to like, okay, you killed a person. Like, how does that work in the game? Like, yeah. maybe what you know some fantasy D and D games. You're in the forest, nobody ever knows. Okay, there's maybe not, but maybe there's someone who happened to be walking through the forest and found the body, and oh, you're this guy's nemesis. Oh, you must have murdered. You're not a hero. Like whatever that. Well, then the, game the, penalty the is repercussions from murdering yeah. somebody that high profile. Well, yeah, I, I just a scenario where that would play out really beautifully, in mm-hmm. my opinion, is don't make him give give up the disad. Right, just leave it. Leave it it's there. Like, I wonder, right. going, so what am I supposed to do? Leave it. All right, so yeah. let's just see. Let's see. Carmody O'Leary gets killed. Now <laughs> Carmody O'Leary's other other children mm-hmm. are picking up the vendetta. Yeah. Right, exactly. But you still have the disad. Mm-hmm. It's just a different person. But the what? In my opinion, what I would do at that point is you have a new a new big bad guy yeah. who's just really a problem. Yeah. Really pain. Making their lives truly miserable. More miserable than their enemy ever did. Yeah. And then when they get down to the final end of it and that's when they find out that it's their son. Yeah, or something like that. Absolutely. Like, 
How long? My name Bye. is Inigo McCoy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you killed my father. Pretty bitter. Pretty bitter. I love that movie so much. So anyway, I guess right? that's, I I need to watch that advice again. makes sense, because I, I think it does. Yeah. Like, relevant to the whole group, not just yeah. your Yeah. Group. yeah. And, and again, that's what and, and, those dits as are. And, and weaves. Yes. Weave. 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 Yes. Um, someone <laughs> in the chat room, I forget who it was a second ago. I'm sorry, I'm not going to quote you because I can't find you. But um, you can. Oh, here we go. Um, Sergeant Danush69, I don't know how to say your name, you're awesome, but uh, if you buy the Dissetted, a GM can use it like heavy spice. Enough to flavor, but ah, not enough to overpower. Very well played. Well, very well said. Well beautifully so poetic. We love it. That's going to be So much more cross than we have. Like it. In two podcasts from now, we'll be taking credit for that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so awesome. All right. Uh, thank you, Jonas Larson, yeah. for yeah. writing in again. We're super excited yeah. that you're like trying out the Roll20 thing. Yeah. That's super exciting. I would love to hear about that. Yes. And by the way, I, a, couple, a couple of weeks ago, I, or maybe months month ago, I read how um, Scan, uh, Sweden is taking over the RPG world. Scandinavia has had consistently some of the greatest RPGs that have yes. been coming to vote in the last 10 years or so. And I, we have a lot of really devout Scandinavian it's listeners. True. And a ton of them are from Free League, because I love Free League. Because they write <laughs> awesome stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, but... Speaking of Roll20, yes. and to segue into our next section, do the yeah. thing. Our next segment. Yes. Well I played a game on Roll20 last did night. You. I did. Uh, Is it your first time doing that? No, I've played okay. on Roll20 a number okay. of times. Um, but last night I got to play a game called Atlas Reckoning with the author. It was run by the author. Oh. Um, and had, had just a great table of players. It was a ton of fun. You play. Um, do you call it a table of players? Yeah. Uh, I, I do. But <laughs> it's a collection of is it table of players? Is, is it, it a, a screen of players? Yeah. A monitor I, I think of players? It's a table of players. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, Atlas Reckoning is. I've talked about it. Yeah, yeah. just talked about it. It's kind of Pacific Rimish in nice. that you're you know driving these giant you know mechs oh, cool. yeah. and you're in, in yeah. pairs and they, you have these behemoths who are coming to attack Earth. Well, yeah, no, it's the concept is, but you do you do some world burning at the beginning where you're like they're the most fantastic. I've talked about this uh, the a game we'll play Mm -hmm. to friends, and they're like, "What system is that?" And I'm like, "No, that was Atlas Reckoning," and just like we made that up for Mm -hmm. the game. So like you, the world burning is really cool that Mm -hmm. you can do collaboratively at the start, and so it kind of flavors. Yep. That's actually a great title, and too. I like that. I like yeah. that. It's, it's got a great mechanic where you use playing cards oh. as your randomizer. It's wonderful, wonderful That's awesome. mechanic. It's an awesome game. Fun cool. fun. Where, and where can you find this game? Nowhere yet. Nowhere yet. Nowhere yet. It, hasn't, oh, okay. it hasn't come out yet. It's, um, oh, uh, Strash is going to Kickstarter, right? So oh. hopefully soon. So nice. we'll, we'll come yeah. out. Uh, we got, we were the fir- I think we might have been the first group that got to use the new playbook. Nice. So, so it's a beta test? Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Fancy. truly spectacular. Cool. Um, and we had a con two weeks ago. We did. Oh my god. Yeah, that it seems like it was <laughs> like a year ago. Yeah, I was gonna say because last week's episode was not the usual post con. Right. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we totally had a con. Yeah. I did nothing. I, I ran the the stream video equipment. That's all I did because I just started. You played a game. I, I know did. for a fact you I played a game. game. I didn't run anything, is what I meant. Like I didn't. I was a slacker as far as GMing. It was, it was actually really awesome. Kimmy showed up because, like she does, and she's like, "I didn't sign up for anything. I don't know what to do." And she looked around, and I'm like, "Sorry, we're full or whatever." And, but come back. Well, and then she, she found another home. Yeah, yeah. and you did. Cool. Yeah. Too much work. You found another place. And and that's the cool thing about Gen Con these days is that. That people have extras. There's plenty of room. Yeah. There's plenty of games being run. So if you think that you can't get a new game, don't you know? I don't even want yeah. to try. Just wander around. Yeah. Check, ask. 
yeah. And it was super fun. Um, you know, we had a bunch of people show up, and Lokio showed up. Yeah, yes, from Chicago. Yeah, from Chicago. That's amazing. Yeah, and I'll it's, be at a good time. I, he he seems to. Yeah, cool. I think he's in the chat room right now. So a bunch of games. I'm sure he'll tell us if he, he had hated a room us. With, I think today, so yeah, today yeah. snores, so it's hard. That's to unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. His his jolliness makes up for that. He, I does, he, is, he is hundred percent. Yeah. So, but it was great, and then we um, definitely listened to to that. Actually, that was a very organized con podcast. Like it was. it was like like real discussions were had. I remember the end of it. Like it yeah, it was cool. good. It worked well. So. <laughs> Kurt Potts for the win. Yeah. He was, he was really funny. He was on. Yeah. He was, he was funny on it. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, and we did a deep like a heavy debrief of Jib's game that he ran which is really great um, and hopefully we're going to have a one shot of it super yeah. soon cool and Storkin Kadev's you know Bart and Mission Unbartable there you go Unbartable like, so that yeah. hopefully is going to here's the thing yeah be a one shot too thing. if you've never actually seen the original television show of Mission Impossible go watch it it doesn't really hold up but it's a very great concept it's amazing it and it went for like seven seasons I think it does but I grew up with it so right too, so. right <laughs> I actually didn't know it was a TV show until the con. See, that's my point. <laughs> I think I didn't know. All the, all the millennials, they don't know. <laughs> when we were kids, we had big phones that you couldn't move, and they <laughs> rang at the house, and it was terrible. Major blood pressure go up. People <laughs> rang your doorbell, and you panicked. Your remote control for your television was the youngest child. No, <laughs> right? I think people ring your doorbell now, and you panic, because it's yeah, like... like why are Wait. people trying to touch me, contact me, talk to order me? Order anything from That's, Amazon. Why are yeah, people exactly. here? Exactly. That's my life. That's what I think so too. I'm like. Yeah, millennials. Millennials don't ring doorbells. I don't answer. You guys don't ring doorbells. You guys, they stand on the porch yeah. and text. Is like, I'm at your door. It's like, I have a doorbell. Yeah. Well, I don't want to scare you. It would, be, it would be rude to go to someone's house. I'm and ring the doorbell? You. Yes. No, that's what it's for. I would for. text them first and oh see if we can meet up I just somewhere. Parked. I just parked outside. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to put I'm a sign here. on my doorbell saying, use yeah. this, don't text me. Don't yeah. fucking text answer. me. <laughs> I'm a boomer. I'm a curmudgeon. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, Lo- Lokio says, fuck those guys. <laughs> Well, we love exactly. meeting you, um, and yeah, our next yeah. our next con is the February con. So, if well, you, the next con here in LA. Here in yeah. LA, yes, because right. some of us are going to Big, Big Bad con. con. Yep, Big I'm not. Bag. I was thinking about going, and then I decided to take on the craziest cosplay project ever in time oh. for BlizzCon. Well, can, you, can, you, can you? I don't know yet. I, have to, I want to try a few more things. Okay, can you give us a hint. It's a it's a video game character from okay. Blizzard. Oh, oh okay, and it's. Crazy, like I don't know how I'm going to pull it off. I picked like the dumbest thing to do ever. <laughs> Does she have hooves? No. Okay. Ooh, so that, that's half. Yes. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of glowing involved in the costume. Ah, all right. So I'm learning a lot of fun stuff. Um, so very exciting. Cool. Hopefully it works. Male, cool. male, male god from the chart. Otherwise, cool, I'll, read, cool. I'll read another one. No, we can do it. All right. Dina, go. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Uh, male for for the male god from Charis. Greetings, O oh mighty high lords of Dushdom. And ladies. And ladies. Lords and ladies. Uh, Charis writing again, this time with a story of failure and a question about names. Where did this accent come from? I don't know. <laughs> I just was I'm feeling it. I was feeling yeah. it. Uh, I'll stop now. Sort of no, no, European. that's good. Yeah, I don't know. Vaguely. This is the vague Eastern European. Eastern European corner. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Just kind of what happens Firstly, a story. <laughs> this happened years ago while playing Vampire 
Vampire. The masquerade. Yeah. Oh my God, the coterie was deep in the woods, trying to locate the cause of a sudden explosion in werewolf population in the vicinity of Chicago. <laughs> now I'm going to start sound like Sadie from. No, you're doing. You're doing Chicago. Awesome. You have to say fanboy penis though. Oh, I don't know if I can say that. Fanboy penis. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Okay. There you go. It's been a while since. After a brief seven years ago now. <laughs> oh my god! But no. brutal encounter with a pair of wolves. The party managed to kill one and fend the other off. One of our group, Philip, gave Philippe. chase. Philip. <laughs> Philip. Sorry. Gave chase using his high celerity. Celery. I totally read a high celebrity. celebrity. Oh, I always think people think cel- <laughs> celery. Celery. Yeah. Uh, the trouble started when the GM stated that the lycanth- lycanthrope mm-hmm. um, jumped into a chasm in the ground, describing his jump as a reverse U. Okay. This followed by Philip's player stating he tackles the werewolf using the fact that the manner in which he jumped slowed the enemy down allowing him to do this. The GM replied that he was not able to do this because his target dropped into the hole. Uh, This quickly escalated into an argument about how physics did not allow a big, quick-moving target to suddenly dive into a not-that-big-of-a-hole without losing enough momentum for his pursuer to catch up. Uh, the GM tried to salvage the situation by trying to retcon, but it backfired into another round of argument. This resulted finally into ending the ending of the game and deciding the events of the evening were null and void. Ooh, that's harsh. Yeah. Oh, eh, sorry, yeah. to pause you for a yeah. moment. I forgot from earlier. Um, we have two drinks. Oh, we oh. have one drink for Enough all the drink. new APs. Sweet. And we just got one for Sweet. Moose and Squirrel. Moose, moose and Squirrel. <laughs> so oh, thank you very much, Master awesome. Bitter and, and Vampire 54. Who, who, who passed away about a month ago or so. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, totally. The voice of Squirrel. Yeah. I mean, lived, lived a good long life, but still you sad. Unbelievably long life. Yeah. 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 92's not yeah. unbelievably long. <laughs> it's well, good long. Okay. Because that's be my plans to work. There. I'm like, yeah, that's not supposed to be out of reach. Oh, your liver's already there. <laughs> <laughs> I got daughters lined up. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got three kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a null void. In hindsight, I can tell that this was clearly a result of a GM that preferred rule of cool in his running of the game and a player that was a rules lawyer and always tried to get things to be his way. That in all truth just got to splitting hairs Mm. this is a personal failure for me since it just seemed a simple misunderstanding that just required to take a step back and take wait take a break to allow tempers to cool instead i chose not to get involved being the new guy to the game and rpgs at all oh new to rpgs and the game Mm. and after things got well out of hand it was too late for that my question, how often do you um, think, wait, yes. do you think simple misunderstandings get blown out of proportion? How do you deal with a sudden clash of players at your table? Should we do that first? Yeah, yeah let's do okay. that. Uh, uh, I, was, I, I was a young, brash 15-year-old, and, and testosterone, and we're angry, and, and every little thing we nitpicked, and people were actually spoiling for fights, and it happened a lot. 
that people would start nitpicking and go down. And at some point, you take that step back and you're like, this isn't actually about the game. You're just angry at your girlfriend, or you're angry at mm-hmm. the world, or you're angry at the fact that you have a shitty job. You're not actually angry at this game. Uh-uh. And 90% of the time, if you take a step back, that's really what it's turned into. They're having a bad day. Something went wrong. It's not about the game. They're yeah. just taking it out in-game. Right? Yeah. The trick is recognizing mm-hmm. that someone is having a bad day, and someone being the grown-up in the room and going, wait, 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 wait. Everybody stop. Yeah. Everybody stop. That's the trick. Yeah. Everybody take a break. Let's go to the bathroom. Let's get some beer. Let's go let's get some chips. Let's order food. I'm a fixer. Mm-hmm. So I will sit there and either in person, Gina the player, or in character, I will work to diffuse if I can. Yeah. If you can, but that's the yeah. problem. If somebody's dead set on having a fight, they're just going to... Listen, I live with six females. Yeah, they're they're going to fight in that fight. Wait, yeah. I'm sorry. Just females? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that's gonna, all I know. I'm going to duck now. Captain that's all I know. <laughs> no, I mean. Oh, so, you, so you agree with me? <laughs> no, I didn't. I knew. You're getting out of the way of the fight. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just not going to stop them. Yeah. <laughs> you forget well, I have I have the yeah. the skull of blood. Oh, boy, blood. It's, it's all I know. It is heavy. <laughs> that's all I know. I can't yeah. actually vouch for boys. Yeah. No, because you do have yeah. all yeah. Uh, the boys. When, when this happens, it usually turns into into uh, either a wrestling match or a fight out in the yard. Yeah. Um, Fisticuffs. Yeah, um, I mean, I think, I think saying yes is because people have bad days. Sometimes I think that's a great outlook. Th- yeah, they do bring I baggage to the game. Yes, they do, a hundred percent. But I don't know if that's actually. I mean, I'd love to say think that, and I think that's the foundation of when we sometimes have. I mean, we have. We're so lucky with our gamers. We yeah. very rarely have that problem. And the fact that we have cameras yeah. on us kind of helps diffuse situations like that. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I, I re- honestly think it might that might escalate them too. Maybe, but we're not. We're not very. We're much less likely to resolve it quickly and move on if because of that presence of like that third party. But I do. I gamed with people, um, not a happy jacks, but especially in like video gaming. Actually, is when I really run oh, into yeah, it yeah. on like MMOs and stuff, totally. where people oh. want to win. Yes. Yeah. And it's not about their baggage from having a bad day Where it's like they want this their way And if it doesn't go their way They're going to throw a hizzy fit Which I think is probably the more common <laughs> yeah. thing I think you're probably right I, I, I agree I think that's more often the root cause mm-hmm. Is you have two people who have a, an idea Of how yeah. something should play out mm-hmm. And one and they, they don't agree And yeah. one of them is going to be disappointed Yeah, And um, you, somebody has to be willing to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody has to be willing to go. You know what? It's not going to go my way. Um, and we're going to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tend to take the view as the as the GM because that's usually the seat that I'm sitting in. Mm-hmm. That I'm going to err in favor of the player as a rule. Not always. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen just because. I, mm-hmm. um, it might very well be a, oh, okay, you want to try to tackle the wolf, the lycanthrope, before he can get down the hole he's trying to dive mm-hmm. down. But let's put some dice on the table yeah, and see what happens. Um, but to be fair, that's after 35 years of playing games, and I didn't always do that. Right. No, and, and there are mistakes can still be made sure. or maybe... Not even the word, like not even mistakes, but choices you make mm. that mm-hmm. might not be favorable to everybody sitting at the table. Because mm. I can think of times where 
always erring on the side of a player is not necessarily a thing you want to do either. No, because it's like if I put points into my character and I spent a bunch of stuff doing X, Y, and Z, but yeah. somebody else is able to do the same thing as I have done, but I spent points on it. After a while, that would annoy me. And it should. Yeah. And it should. And I'm not saying that. I, I'm. I'm not no, saying so that someone yeah. should always that the players always get what they want. Mm-hmm. If the if I have to make a choice between the way I thought something was going to play out and giving a, sure. a player a shot at something yeah. that they wanted, I'm going to I'm going to usually give them a shot at what they wanted. Yeah, doesn't yeah. mean it's going to be easy. If you tell me I want to jump across the Grand Canyon, it's like I'm not going to tell you no. <laughs> yeah, but do you have another character with you? Just but yeah, <laughs> the dice on that are going to be really nasty. Yeah. Now, no, yeah. And that I, said, and I've had this conversation with other with other people. If I tell you, okay, because I'm going to use Savage Rolls. Okay, you're at a minus 100 on this roll. <laughs> okay? And so give me a jump roll. And the fates align. Yeah. And you give, and you, you put down a hundred. the die 92 you, times. Right, and you put down 104 <laughs> total. And you're like, wow. What did that look like when, when you jumped over the Grand Canyon? Mm-hmm. And the reason for that, and I've had a disagreement with people about this. The reason for that is the dice just told us what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, I think that's hard to argue with. Yeah. I think so. Um, well, that's that's yeah. why you have the randomizer because yeah. then you can say, "Look, I'm not being mean. I, nobody's picking on you. Yeah. Look, let's move on." Yeah. Uh, now this is only the yeah. first part of, of a, of yep. a two-part question. Yes. But I, have, I have one other. There's a little subtext in here. Uh huh. Um, as other players at the table, and it's apparent that the GM or two other players are having a really in deep discussion. How would you guys handle that? Yeah. I mean, uh, okay, let's, let's let's just make it between player and GM, and there's four other players that yeah. are, are realizing that there's there's maybe more baggage being brought, or or how do you guys react to this? I intervene. That's what I was going to say. I wasn't trying to pick apart what you were saying, I was going to say there's always going to be the opportunity to step on somebody's toes or misunderstand sure. a situation or we even with the best intentions. Because yeah. like Stork said, maybe somebody's having a bad day or maybe there's just some reason. Um, I don't like uncomfortable situations, so that's just me as a person. So I will probably just let it start to play out by itself because I'm not going to immediately jump in and interrupt people having a spirited conversation mm-hmm. um, but I would eventually uh, if it felt uncomfortable and uh, I would I would say something it's immediately uncomfortable because that yeah. that's what uh, suddenly you really after like three minutes you're like there's these guys are actually shopping it's these guys, and to have, me, have it's we have we have you, any of you guys other than me been in a situation like that yeah not yeah. not at a gaming table it's, no. it is it's uncomfortable. You don't know what to do. It's like it's like sitting in a room with two arguing spouses, mm-hmm. and you don't know because because you if you don't want to yeah. take a side, yeah. you don't want to like. Well, I'm going to choose your wife's side because yeah. she's yeah. obviously right. I want to choose your husband's side. But, so you sit there and you look at each, and the other players look at each other. It's a really weird situation. I don't have a solution for it because I don't know. First of all, I don't know what side to pick, and I don't know how to stop it. It's like two dogs fighting. If you're going to grab them, you're going to get bit. Mm. I. I just, I mean, maybe because I've been a manager for a while, and so okay. you, I just kind of learn how to uh, step into a situation like that and kind of give both people some credit, mm-hmm. um, and then try to move forward from there. So not, unless somebody is being an absolute 
a hundred percent dick, yeah. and everybody would in, pretty in, much in RPGs. Really? What? Well, no, that can happen, but it can also be a just like. There's a lot of recalcitrant people that aren't yeah. very good at communicating. Yeah. Then yeah. it's it's just like, hey, I hear what you're saying. We've. Yeah, community. I've words. talked about this. The adult yeah. conversation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I, understand. I hear what you're saying. I hear you. Yeah. I yes. Yeah. I acknowledge yeah. your feelings. Yeah. I exactly. Yes. I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't ever no, do you that. You, you are being a jerk. You are yeah. saying things that are making people uncomfortable. You don't do that. You do that. <laughs> Yeah. I just think right now we need to think about this for a second because and it's I think everybody's thing to a little at the table because it yeah. comes out of out of out of nowhere. Most yeah. of the other players are there; they're having a good time. All of a sudden, they realize that people aren't having a good time, right. and, and now they don't know what to this do. This argument actually real. I've yeah. been at, yeah. Yeah. at that table. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Yeah, no, it is totally weird, um, and. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yes, you, I mean, we have the adult conversation, which yeah. has kind of almost become a joke with our listeners, because it it's like, yeah. I mean, it's it's what you try, and yeah. if it fails, then you have to have the conversation of, okay, what's the root cause of this? You're probably not going to get rid of your GM, because they're your GM. I know. Um, and not all, not all groups are as lucky as we are to have, like, yeah. multiple GMs who kind of can round I've robin. Had, I've had players quit. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those I things where... I mean, if it happens one time, okay, get over yeah. it, have a beer. Maybe we end the yeah. session early today yep. and come back. Yep. Um, but you gotta have yeah. that distance. You gotta have. Yeah. You gotta yeah. be able the, to see that happen. Right. And somebody has to be the grown up mm-hmm. and go. Right. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Yeah. Just stop. And and that's the hard part. And it really is because emotions are already up. Yeah. yeah. And that can escalate yeah. a situation. And it can. And you, yeah. and you get caught up in the moment, and you don't realize until mm-hmm. an hour and a half into the yelling, everybody Maybe yelling at each other that wow, I don't yeah. know, I don't know how to solve this. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a whole second part to this. That yeah. We yeah. Probably figure and out. I do but think it's easier yeah. to intervene when you are close to the people you're playing with. Yeah. Than it is when you're playing with strangers. Yeah. Just to kind of like Maybe. like actually have an answer. I think mm-hmm. kind of what you were saying is historic about having the other players kind of step up and be kind of the refs yeah. or at least the like, like everybody, yeah, out of the, pool. the Jiminy crickets, have, like yeah. some conscious, let's, like okay, you guys obviously yeah. are. Let's take a breath. Let's go. Let's, let's table it for tonight. Yeah. let's go out and have something. a bar. Yeah. Yeah. There's obviously something else. Where yeah, you don't even want to say yeah. that because no. you don't want to call them on it. Because well, and then they're going to go drink and they're going to keep talking about or it or whatever. So they, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least you, you're and, not in the room with them. And people whose emotions are high don't want to hear the voice of reason. No, no. they really don't. They just want to no. be mad. Yeah, like when I'm angry, yeah. you need to calm down. No, don't that now. now oh you're not my god! Not a good thing to just say. throw oh gasoline on the fire. My <laughs> god! Oh man, right? I think that's true with everybody. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's 100%. Like you're being unreasonable, Kenny. <laughs> oh my god! You want to see unreasonable? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, absolutely. I can bench press three hundred pounds. You want to see unreasonable? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so I mean, I think yeah. that's your best bet. And yep. if it becomes a big habit, then you have to start talking about like which one's kind of the. The poison at the at the table. I wish I was that well versed at fifteen when we had these arguments. Oh, for or sure. Or even recently, it was so easy to fix it back then. Though you just punched each other, yes. and then you guys got over it's it. It's true. And no, no, no. People got ghosted. <laughs> oh, okay. They did. They did. Uh, they, just, they just never came back. Oh. Well, if they were jerk holes, then yeah, they were. But okay. everybody. Everybody's jerk holes. We were fifteen-year-old boys. Boys are jerk holes between like fourteen and twenty-two. But you were never a fifteen-year-old boy. You know, they're just—they're just. That's why they're in the military because they're just unreasonable. That's why they're in the military. (laughs) No, the seriously good place for a bunch of. Yes. Yeah. I was. I was a fifteen-year-old boy. I should have been in the military because I was really unreasonable. It's a great. It would have been a great place. (laughs) 
ROTC. Right. Yep. The second part deals with names. How much weight do you assign into names you assign to characters, PCs and NPCs alike? This is brought about by the name of the new prince of the glittering knight in the moat of sin. Uh, Miroslav. Spoilers. Miroslav. Uh, his name meaning is peacemaker or mm. removed for peace. Mir is peace, Slav is fame. Ooh, we're maybe learning a thing. You knew uh, that. You knew that. No, I Did you write know. this? <laughs> no. Uh, in brief. What? I actually didn't know that. That's really amazing. And now no, I'm like, I didn't know that either. Because oh. it's kind of, it's a name. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you keep the piece a lot different ways. Makes you wonder if yeah. Stu knew, knew Yeah, or, or maybe yeah. he just Googled it and thought it was maybe a cool name and has no idea what it means. <laughs> or removed for peace. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, in brief, uh, what all this hassle is about, do you look for some meaning for the names you assign, want mm. them to just be cool sounding, or more or less assign them at random or based on fancy? I love the on fancy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I hope this will spark an interesting discussion. Take a drink and game on. I I have recently Wait, really PS PS an oh. obligatory PS is, is obligatory. obligatory. I I have recently embraced the Dickensian, not even recently, maybe in the last five years of of the Dickensian naming, which and and mm -hmm. uh, um, oh. um, J.K. Rowling as well, oh. which is the name of the character kind of sums up what they are. Yeah. And Dick Dickens did it well. I could I could rattle off a few. Uh, um, Professor Gradgrind, right? So you know that he is a harsh teacher by the name Gradgrind. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, Scrooge. Mm -hmm. Just even though it's a made up name, it just has that mm -hmm. Scrooge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So Dickens was a master of it, and um, J.K. Rowling does it as well. She yeah. telegraphs. What this person's like, or and sometimes it's misinformation. You mm -hmm. know, when, when you have serious black, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Well, he is a black dog, uh, which mm -hmm. is the, the genuine, actual definition of serious black is you know black dog. But is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? I really embrace that these, especially for one shots, mm -hmm. when people don't have a lot of time to sit around and get to know people. Yeah. So I'm I've been naming all my characters things like you know crag grind. <laughs> I, I do that a lot. Honest heart. I yeah. do that a lot, but I use different languages. Mm -hmm. Like uh, mm -hmm. the example here, where uh, I had a, a druid named Petal de la Forêt, so it was like mm -hmm. Petal of the Forest. Or mm -hmm. um, yeah, right, uh, right, okay. Yeah, just stuff like that, where you kind of mess around with language and or like I had a a bard with a um, because I think she was a moon elf. Um, but I use the elven word for moon as mm -hmm. part of her name. Um, I, so stuff like I that. Do. I yeah. think it's I think it's really cool as a player character. That's really cool. <laughs> as a GM, you are telegraphing. You are giving some stuff yeah. away. And if it's a one shot, if it's a con game, that's kind of cool because there's less background that they now have to. Well, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna spend three weeks surveilling him. It's like <laughs> surveil. Oh God. So I like symbolism in names. I yeah. too. I, yeah. I like symbolism, but at the same time, sometimes I like I just like a name that just evokes yep. the nature of the character mm -hmm. in a single word. Yeah, Screwed. Screwed. yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and, and or the way I letters. envision the character because yeah. I'm a visual person. I yeah. tend to the first thing I usually get about a, pic, a character is an image of what they look like. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, when I'm naming a character that I'm playing in a game, I like. 
I, I kind of do a lot of what Gina does is I like to get like a symbolism, a symbol, and then I'll I'll like wiggle that into another language. Um, and like my character last night uh, was kind of a, a narrow-featured, angular, you know, of Germanic descent mm-hmm. kind of guy, and his call sign was Falca, which is yeah. German for Falcon. Yep, yeah. nice. Uh, even with the vampire game, I I named Albert. Uh, first of all, I stole the last name from. Um, That's a great last name. Draw light. Yeah. I stole him. I stole that name actually from. I'm trying to remember now. It's uh, uh, Doctor Morell or Doctor Norell and uh, uh, is it Mister Strange? Wow. Doctor Norell or Oh yeah, Strange yeah. and Norell. Yeah. Yeah, and, and draw light is one of the characters in there. And I thought it was such a oh, wonderful yeah. way to draw yeah. light. Yeah. You draw light away. You draw. Yeah. You take light. It. Your mm-hmm. darkness. Your shadow. It's such a it, neat, absolutely little like draw light, and it's so Dickensian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. It, and it telegraphs. So you have a you have an average first name, Albert. Draw yep. light. Yeah, yep. It's so cool, and I so I I really have recently embraced that, and it. It's a double-edged sword because you're telegraphing what you guys like. Yeah. I like that a lot, but I also... You were going to say something. No, go ahead. Oh, just I am also the person that will sit there and I will Google, like, my character is a something-something, mm-hmm. and I'll put in, you know, female news reporter, and then, like, names come up, and I <laughs> yeah. go, oh, I like this one. and this. Yeah. Um, or I write down names when I see them, like weird names of businesses, or like I have this name I haven't used forever. That's Button Willow McKittrick, <laughs> which everybody in California who's yeah. driven on the grapevine will know where I got that. Yes, sure. um, because sometimes I'm just like, oh man, I need to play a character <laughs> named Button Willow McKittrick. And, and, and that actually reminds me, that there is a weather forecaster here in LA named Dallas, Dallas Rains. Yes. You knew exactly yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah. And it's so Dickensian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, of course he became a weather forecaster. <laughs> yeah. Dallas Rains. It was, it was that or like, I don't know, like a meteorologist. Like he yeah. had like two well, career he is, a, he is a meteorologist. Oh, but okay. still, oh. the point being that's where he went <laughs> with yeah. the last name of Rains yeah. in Dallas. I think so that's I don't actually watch name. Weathermen, so I didn't actually know they had degrees. I think in he that had anymore. to make that name. I thought they that's just stood in front well, of the thing. Well, they claim they do. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> they could probably they probably mail in for it. I yeah, but um, not everybody has a master's degree in this room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only you, Kimmy. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Again, the center that's okay. table. Both of you. You too. <laughs> mine's you not in anything. It's mine's not in teaching. Two masters. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need more beer. <laughs> you're, you're the robotic slave yeah. end of the table. I love that. Was. <laughs> I, I love, I love uh, like kind of telegraphing my character stuff, but in other languages. Yeah. So like I'll use like Orcish or mm-hmm. Elvish is what I usually use, but people have started figuring that out. So a lot yep. of times, um, for more like mundane characters, for like. Um, like Adrian and things like that. It's more just kind of like how the name feels when I say yep. it. Uh-huh. Does it feel fancy it, does it to say that? Then she, she's yep. a kind of a fancy yep. character, yeah. like that sort of thing. I, so, when doing a fantasy character in who, that's not human, I like to pull words from their language. Yeah, oh, that totally. mean things, and then I'll translate it. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, I used to play a dwarf whose name was Brenthalic. Mm. <laughs> Which tra- and but everybody knew him as Stonehue because that's what it means. Yeah, that makes sense. You said phallic, <laughs> not phallic, phallic. phallic. Oh, right. You it's said like phallic. it's a leaf that's phallic. <laughs> phallic. 
Yeah. I Google Translator gets a workout too when I'm when I'm making my scare, my characters and, and yeah. Oh, yeah. background bio stuff. You give I'm all like, new meaning yeah. to Stonehenge. And I'm a big fan of Spanish, <laughs> French, and Latin. <laughs> all right. I missed something there. But I don't think I even want to know. What you know. Okay. Long <coughs> overdue. A long overdue fuck you from Dave Ooh. in Chicago. Look, I love you guys and gals, but fuck you already. <laughs> I've been listening for years now, and every time Warhammer is even half mentioned, I get to hear myself lumped in with whatever swamp stink covered, suspender wearing, mouth breathing <laughs> fat blobs you've apparently seen at your local cons. Well, I've got to say that that is a great turn of phrase. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you well for done. that. Is this like 40K Warhammer or. Yeah. Uh, or did you just? I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Is this forty? Is this 40K? no? I'm wondering because, like, I I yeah. kind of wraps like I was pretty happy with my Warhammer Fantasy R- RP game. I think I loved it. I think they're forty k. Yeah, we read on. We read on. We read on. It will clarify. Yeah. Um, Fat blobs you've apparently seen at your local cons that you've misconstrued as an accurate representation uh. of the average war gamer. Just keep in mind that all I'll take that all I'll take to put your fat bearded selves into that same group is a handful of dice, a giant table, and a bunch of poorly painted miniatures. Oh wait, that's the shit you're using to play RPGs with already, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> but but I'm playing a character and and theater of the oh stuff it. You're just one wrong rule book away from being one of us, you douchebags. That's right. One wrong rule book. That's all it takes. Absolutely. Uh, we played 4E. We were. We were that that close. All joking aside, I'm really writing to welcome Stu to the wonderful, wonderfully grimdark universe right? of Warhammer 40K. Even if you don't end up enjoying the tabletop game, the 40K universe is so incredibly rich and deep and filled with more crazy, insane nastiness than you can possibly shake a daemon-infused chain axe at I'm still surprised you haven't dipped your toes into any of the 40k RPGs, although I can imagine they'd be uh, daunting to outsiders due to their sheer depth and breadth of the lore involved. Yeah. Um, Welcome back to that. Um, As there's plenty that someone like me who's been stuck in that world since the early 90s would take for granted. If you're planning on plunging yourself any deeper into the 41st millennium, may I suggest checking out the Independent Characters podcast. Mm -hmm. It's definitely the beast the best 40k podcast out there and they just recently did an episode 156 on bringing new gamers into the hobby. Nice. Always have fun, paint those models and report any heretical thoughts to your local commissar (laughs) for or correction. Dave from the rusted wastes of South Chicago or uh, Grinial Vex in all places that matter. Thank you for that email. That's cool. Yes, sadly... We have misaligned and misappropriated, misconstrued, and mostly been misogynistic towards you guys. Misogynistic towards. Am I using that right? No, no, I don't think so. Not I don't even. think that word means no. what you think it, it means. It doesn't. No, <laughs> but it was still funny. Yeah, I mean, there's. Pro- I'm sure there's some women yeah. who play 40k, and to yeah. them, you're being misogynistic. Yeah, yeah, we don't. Yeah. Know. But Not now our fearless all. leader has yeah. definitely has em- embraced the 40k. Yeah, I'm terrified because it's going to make him good at tactics, and now we're fucked. Oh my god! Oh yeah, because he doesn't like the tactics. I didn't think about usually. that. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be like like placement. It's gonna be like risk now. He's gonna have like like there's gonna be phalanxes and like faints and, and oh, we're screwed. We're gonna die. Yeah, a lot because <laughs> we've, we've awesome. relied on the fact that Stu is terrible at tactics. Yeah. and strategy, and now he's playing 40k and all of that. Although that disadvantage he's planning on playing with his son. Yeah, this sort of requires so. him to play against somebody other than Zach. Yeah, well, <laughs> so he will at some point. At some point Although yeah. by the time Zach is 15, Zach's gonna beat him. 
I'm, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Zach's going to beat him like a rented mule. Oh, yeah. he does. My godson is incredibly talented at tactics, <laughs> so I don't know where he didn't get that from Stu. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, and actually, like. His mom's devilish clever. Yes, she is. She's totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, French, you know. Yes, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and Zachary's actually really enjoying it, too. So he was oh, really cool. excited when we went to the con. Yeah. Um, like seeing like the big models and all that stuff, and Stu's like, "Oh no, we're not getting that until you're actually old enough to really be into the hobby." And then, and then Dad can afford to buy that because it's going to be outdated like, in a year. Yeah. Like, Zach, do you want that or do you want to go to college? <laughs> Don't oh, ask him that right now. There is a hefty financial yeah, uh, buy-in. It, it is it is not a trivial undertaking not to like either purchase or book. or paint or store or store. No. Um, I love miniatures. I love painting miniatures. For me, it's more of an art thing than a yeah. than a, a miniatures wargaming thing. But I have played. Mm-hmm. I haven't played. I haven't played forty k. Um, although I have played um, a tiny little bit of um, Rogue Trader, which is one of the forty k mm-hmm. um, games. And Warhammer has an. Uh, I totally agree. Warhammer is a amazingly rich, deep lore behind it. Um, I don't know that I agree that it's necessarily more rich or more deep than than other lores mm-hmm. that can be found. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is. Let's talk. Kimmy would like a drink. You have to mute me <laughs> as I get up. Mute, mute. Don't um, I picked it right. But Go. yeah, and I think it's probably fair that we have, have characterized wargamers in a not necessarily flattering light much of the time. But to be fair, we often don't characterize ourselves in a flattering light. No, we're not. <laughs> and it's all just probably to be funny. Yeah, no, it's point. totally lighthearted. And yeah. Except for those darn LARPers, man. <laughs> like the guys that were on last yeah. week. And the MMO <laughs> players. Oh, wait, that's me. Yeah, exactly. See, I, I was going to say that LARPing there, Wonder Woman. Should I? Yeah, that's not <laughs> called cosplay. LARPing. Is totally different. It's okay, not is <laughs> it LARPing if you occasionally get up from the table and gesture emphatically when you're in character or wear like, costumes to the table? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that like no? But it, it totally made my day at the con uh. on Friday afternoon when I was playing a game, and the GM wanted to was describing the fact that one of the characters is sitting in a bar and he's doing something, and somebody at another table is. Is eavesdropping on him, and he jumps up, runs over to the next table, sits down, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, it's, it made my day. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. funny. <laughs> I, uh, I, I played Warhammer again at this last con because once was definitely not enough, and then I bought my own book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, we could absolutely run. Um, I know somebody that could run a decent uh, Warhammer. Cool. Uh, or. RPG. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is. It's kind of crazy amazing. And I guess I get that, you know, there's a ton of lore mm-hmm. and splat and fluff with uh, D and, you know, the how many years of D&D? Yeah. 40. 8 something. million. 500. Yeah. 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 At least 500. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Just maybe a smidge under. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some, that's really interesting sort of, I don't know, I guess it's. Kind of seventeenth century, uh, yeah. kind of. Gina's got the last two, but they're hers. Yeah, no, it's. I'm only drinking one. I I drank uh, one already. 
Stuff always occurs to you when you're peeing. I don't know if it's the endorphin rush or whatever, but I'm in there and I'm like, aha! And so I'm sitting here thinking about the whole miniatures thing. Do men thing. get endorphin rushes when they pee? I absolutely. I never have. But that seems so unfair. Do, do, have you ever heard of pee shivers? What? Yes, not from dudes. No, I'm going to yes. Google that Jim, later. Jim, do you know what pee shivers? No, I've heard of pee shivers. No, actually, I can't say that. Really? I Are you kidding me? It's it's guys a little reward every time we're like. Ah. Anyway, I didn't know it was. Oh, that's a whole thing. I'll tell you all about it later. I just knew they existed. I love that somebody just followed us and like that was their introduction to Happy Jack. Pea Shivers. I'm so sorry (laughs) Sorry for some of my compatriots. I'm not. That's why I love them. Anyway, you actually had a point. I I, I did have a point. I had a couple little points, which is um, I'm... Don't you can't say that there that hasn't way. been a division between the miniatures people and the role-playing people because Mm -hmm. when you go to the the cons, they're like in separate, almost in separate wings of the cons, Mm -hmm. right? And... I can't tell you that I've never played a miniatures game because I've played 4E and I've played some of the, the games where, you know, with the chits and stuff and you're midway and you're trying to take stuff over and, and things. And I get it. I understand it. And then occasionally, I, and in fact, the way I run a lot of role playing games, especially D&D, is I have a lot of miniatures, I have maps, and, and there is strategy involved. You can mm-hmm. always tell a miniature player in your game when they go, they start to light up. Oh, combat's happening. All right. So, what's the terrain like? Right. How fatigued are the, uh, are the troops? How, uh, wh- what's the weather like? Or and all of a sudden, you know yeah. that that and they're they're role playing, but they've also done mini stuff because they are utilizing the environment and everything around them. It's something that role players don't do. Mm-hmm. We just tend to hand wave that stuff. Well, all right, I hit him or whatever. But a, but a minis guy gets involved in everything that's around them. They're mm-hmm. like, all right, are we on hills? Are we on the downside of the hill? Are we on the upside of the hill? Is it night? Is it day? Is the sun in their eyes? Is it raining? Is it not raining? Is it muddy? Because all that stuff plays into their tactics mm-hmm. and what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty of doing that. <laughs> Even though I, I deride mini players, and mm-hmm. yet I really want minis on my map because I, I, need, to ha- I need a map. I want to know terrain. I want to know like a sense of scale. I want to kind of know. And I, I'm most of the games I've played, have, dice have never gone my way. So I need a wall to hide behind. Mm-hmm. I need a hillock to hide behind. I need a cow to <laughs> sacrifice. Whatever, <laughs> but it needs to be on. It's like, give me a map, man. We're in a dungeon. Is there a cow? I How ve- big is the cow? Yeah. I what color is the cow? Did not come Can close to forty k, yeah. but I came very close to yeah. miniature gaming with Malifaux. Because uh, man, that looked cool. Yeah. I I think that there is a crossover and a place for minis. And yeah. And we deride against purely minis, and I think 40k has done a really good job of balancing the two because yeah. they have a rich lore. They have a rich, and here's oh. the thing, though: they're gonna up, they're gonna update it. You're gonna have to buy all new minis. Ah, uh, you watch. Well, lots of things have very rich lore, like from a, a, a tabletop, you know, miniatures wargaming yeah. thing. My game was BattleTech. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Similar things. Similar and they situation. have a a spectacularly rich lore. Yes, they do. Um, and uh, even fear, even with each, boot. folks, boot. See, I did it. Even with each yeah. mech, Minnesota did. Yep. Each mech has a different lore involved, and each mech oh, yeah. is like like their followers and, and 
and, and I always love Jaguars. To, you know, get into whether you're in you know, a clan yeah. or inner oh, yeah. inner sphere oh, or yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are you very know, clickish books and books and books and books written about it. Novels from it. Mm-hmm. It's very whatnot. clicky. It's very it is. Clicky. It is. But you know, um, there's not as as great a divide between no. you know miniatures wargaming and tabletop role playing gaming. No, there really isn't. Um, but it's not funny if we're like, you know. <laughs> but you know, if we're if we're nice no, about everything, about and, I know. Like, guys, look this way. If we don't pick on you, it means we don't love you. That's kind of true. It's actually super true in my life. Yeah, it's kind of true with how this. So you yeah. don't pick on people you love? No, no. That's how I show affection. Yeah, is I mock people. Uh, what do you do to people you hate? Mock. Get really quiet. I ignore. <laughs> I ignore them. Right, yeah, I do too. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. What? I, I get it. I totally get it. It's, I get it, it's kind of a different I'm I'm terrible with tactics and strategy and the argument of course is we'll play more mini games, right? Mm-hmm. And you're probably right. But I don't know. I settle as Catan, I fail at. I uh, risk never ever won. I'm just not it's just not my bent. And I think I've learned through being beaten down enough that that's not my forte. I think I'd rather talk my way out of a fight than have to set up a bunch of troops and work on strategy. And, I, and maybe maybe that's the divide right there Is a lot of role players And I'm not going to say you guys are But I'm going to allude to the fact That maybe a lot of us role players Are terrible at working out the maths And all of that stuff For an actual tactical game If I'm wrong, go play 40k and <laughs> prove me wrong <laughs> Math major yeah. yeah, math and English though, yeah. so. Well, it's, it's more than just maths Yeah Master's no, it tactics. is, but Master's yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a ditch. <laughs> they need ditches to shit in. <laughs> now you're an actual artist, yeah. so I I'll know, make right? A really good looking ditch. We <laughs> definitely deserve a smack on the nose with a newspaper once in a while, though. Me? No, we do. We, yeah. we get sassy, we and do. we think, yeah, yeah. you know, so. And it, it's fair call. Not in a bad way. Yeah, no, just no, to no. be silly. Yeah, it's a fair call. Yeah. Undermining GM Cupcake from Leatherneck, and it's my turn to read. Cool. Did I get the long one? Yep. God. You're the the only sober one of the group. Yeah, that's true. Um, Hello, happy podcasters. I am registered on your forum as Leatherneck and actually replied to a post there. Maybe two by now. It's very (laughs) exciting. (laughs) He's like, I registered five years ago, and I just replied to my first thing. No, it's okay. I, I don't post... Actually, a lot lately. I have been posting a lot you, lately. You but have. Yes. But, yeah. There's business to take care of. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, stuff ben, and things. Business. I'm usually and just a big If you want to hear what Kimmy's been, uh, been posting or read it, yeah. go to the forums. Happyjacks.org slash forums. The stuff's happening. Uh, I'm really not sure how to preface this, so I'm just going to say it. As a player, I undermined a campaign. It was my reaction to the GM's favoritism of the other players. I get that, though. Ooh. I get that. Yeah. There probably isn't much I can say in my defense. The era was 1978 and 79. Oh my god, do I know this person? <laughs> Maybe. This is when I was gaming. So this is what happened Maybe. to my game. Yeah. Stark, we're literally Stark, you're still gaming. I, well, there was a big there was a big chunk oh. when you were born. There was a big chunk when I wasn't gaming. Anyway. You stopped gaming because Kimmy was born? What? Sure, the that sounds much the better than the reason I wasn't gaming, actually. Don't give me things to so much more like, somewhere there's a child. A chosen one. <laughs> a chosen one. That will organize all there's, the games. a golden child. She's the last die bender. She is the war RPGer. She will be anal retentive for yes. all of us. It will be amazing. All right. 
Dungeon bashing was R- was RPGs uh, with the most DM. Oh wait, wait. Dungeon bashing was RPG with, with most DMs I knew was either kill as many PCs as possible kind or the Monty Hall type or both. And by the way, by the way, we've had this discussion. I have mm. to point that. Sorry, Monty Hall spelled with H A L L, not H A U L. Oh, yeah. It's been a, it's been a bone of contention. Okay. I, I love the H A U L because no idea. It, it, right. it's it's evocative. It is, and it's a pun. You know, you know, it's it clever. Is. Yeah. Okay. Not a palindrome, but a pun. It's hilarious to everyone who can't see this email. <laughs> Hall, like Michael Hall. Anthony Hall, yeah. not. Gotcha. Yeah. Carry on. All right. There was one GM focusing on story as much as combat. This story is not about him. <laughs> Two of my friends and myself were invited <laughs> by a gamer friends with little quotations mm. to be players in his new campaign using FGU's chivalry and sorcery for the Arthurian fantasy setting. I love chivalry and sorcery, no. by the way. Me too. The GM had nickname oh, had the nickname Cupcake in the gaming community. We gathered in his basement slash family room. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> where's this going? He's, like, in, the, he's in the northwest. They least, have basements. Oh, okay. At they least you didn't say basement slash clown gimp room. Yes. Right. 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 Yeah. A lot of places in the world that usually north of, north of here actually have functional basements. They're not just oh. like a place to dump your furnace. Storage. And, oh, right. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Like a good player and former Boy Scout, I arrived prepared to create a new PC with my CNS rulebook, dice, paper, pencils, and trusty TI-55 calculator programmed for some of the secondary characteristic calculations. I smell foreshadowing. Yes. (laughs) CNS character creation starts with roles for social standing as well as traits. Right, because you're making knights, landed gentry, that kind of thing. You had to roll, and if you screwed up, well, then you were a squire. Yeah. Nice. I don't know about later editions of CNS, but first edition had a lot of charts and math for character creation. However, the GM had characters ready-made and customized for each of us. I had a reputation of bad dice rolls. Sork. Did you write this? Um, No. Maybe. (laughs) It's like handwritten. He mailed it, so it's just getting here from 1978. (laughs) (laughs) It's just arriving. Stork typed it up. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Right. I'm busted. You're right. I'm sometimes funny. All right. Um, <laughs> I had a bad reputation of bad dice rolls and was not looking forward to playing another surf woodsman. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rangers, so, come on. It is. It's me. <laughs> Rangers, it's only you. Um, it's, it's, it's sounding more and more like you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so playing a GM created PC seemed like a good thing. I'm going to, you know what? I'm on this. Yeah. What could I smelled something uh, that didn't smell good when the GM's nickname was Cupcake, but I'm just saying. Yeah, this is a morning sign. Morning yeah. sign. Um, yeah, never go into somebody's basement when they're calling themselves yeah. Cupcake. Yeah. Or go if that's really what you want, but this be aware. True. All right. Just know Cup- what you're getting into. <laughs> yes. Cupcake made Basements car- in the Northwest are like furnished. There's carpeting. I it's, know. Not, you know, it's not like. That was Racks, my. That was my. Unless that's upbringing. what you're into. <laughs> yeah. No. Rugburn. Anyway. Good to All right. Be down there. Cupcake made character. Uh, Cupcake made characters were handed out. My friend, Mister Natural Charisma, mm-hmm. got a knight ah. in full plate armor, including a heavy war horse. What? This was in line with the type of characters he was playing and still plays. My second friend, Master of Complex Rules, was given a necromancer, and it was also an uh, an who is also an Oriental martial artist practitioner using homebrewed rules. 
Yeah, because they oh. weren't actually in that yeah. team. But that's cool. Okay. No warning signs there. Um, for tra- <laughs> no. For travel, he had a black riding horse to go with his black robe and his black mace. Uh, friend two oh, was no. happy, and he always, almost always played a mage, and his, and it's still his go-to character type. Oh. I, legend of bad rolls, <laughs> was handed a dwarven weapons artificer. Artificer. Um, I, uh, I like unique, and thought this would be fun. Well, not getting a knight, at least wasn't. The, uh, at least I wasn't the only serf in a band of nobles. Been there, done that, suffered the beatings. To make travel easy on the dwarves' feet, I got a donkey and a cart because dwarves don't ride horses. Fair. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I wish I could say that things went well. I quickly learned that I <laughs> that I was outclassed in combat by everyone, including the necromancer. Oh, oh man. I added to the it, to add to the lack of fun. Not only was I the worst fighter of the three PCs, there wasn't a plot for a dwarf in the uh, in the human realm. Right, because in CNS, because basically, really, is Arthurian legends. I, all the lesser oh. races were not treated yeah, well. Nothing. In fact, oh. most of them were hunted down and. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The knight played through the story uh, with him becoming the Black Knight, but uh, uh, but one that fights for justice and good. It totally makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the necromancer had a story that gave him an intact castle in a swamp with a lost battlefield nearby as ready source for most his most per, uh, per, uh, preserved dead bodies. Um, what would the uh, what? What about the dwar- what about the dwarven weapons artificer? Right. My yeah. story story was to create enchanted armor and weapons for the other players. Uh. I asked for something interesting other than tagging no. along on the others' adventures. Nothing developed, and all my attempts to start something for the dwarf were shut down by the GM because we were in the human realm, and no one would interact with non-humans. He's basically the guy with the coconuts. In yeah. The yep. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. fancy. Yeah. yeah. An NPC would have had more adventures than my PC did. Oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe a surf woodsman wouldn't have been so bad oh, after no. all. Oh, Rangers rock. Oh, man. Uh, so to the rule books I went. And a weapons artificer gains experience points when they create magic items. Yeah. I, my TI-55 calculator, and master of compact <laughs> rules calculate the best way to maximize creating plus one swords and shields. And I gained levels. As the levels increased, plus one items were faster to make. <laughs> when the Black Knight of Kindness <laughs> went, to <laughs> went to tournaments that the dwarves weren't welcome at, I created plus one swords. When the England's only Oriental style <laughs> combat, <laughs> combat necromancer was studying and raising the dead, I was creating plus one swords. <laughs> Eventually, I reached high levels by crafting ma- magic items and had far too many plus one enchanted <laughs> items, and the armory was too well stocked. Oh my god! This is when I unleashed the bastard player trademark oh, <laughs> and sought revenge for the slights I felt I had suffered. I think you have suffered. <laughs> this I don't is going to be awesome. Like. Oh man! I accompanied the goodly Black Knight and the Taekwondo Necromancer <laughs> to King Arthur's tournament. Three large weapons of ma- uh, three large wagons of magic swords and shields were hauled forth as I <laughs> set up shop. Uh, as an exhibit of sev- a seventeen-year-old's passive aggression to the show my displeasure, I unleashed my evil plot to destroy the magic economy of the game world. I sold hundreds <laughs> of plus one swords and plus one shields oh, at awesome. just above cost. You know what, though. As a 17-year-old, I was not that smart. Brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I'm stealing this. Oh, man. Even the poorest of knights and common <laughs> men-at-arms were equipped with magic. 
I made sure to explain that everyone, that with so many magic items in the hands of lower knights and common soldiers, the higher nobles with their plus two swords were not so special anymore. We ended the night with That's me awesome. gloating to myself for a plan well executed. A few nights later, we got together for the next session, and I found out my that uh, I found out what impacted my evil uh, machinations. The GM gave me another character to play and retired what? my door from the campaign. Did I have Sulk? Uh, probably did, but I was told my uh, complaints were heard, and this PC was good in a fight. He was right. Seen as trolls are good in fights. Oh, no. <laughs> However. I wondered why a troll PC for a fantasy Arthurian uh, uh, Arthurian human-centric campaign. You're right, but uh, here's the thing: uh, and trolls are only touched on with They're basically hunted by knights, right? As trophies, it's a, it's like you're walking around like a dragon. Yeah. In, in yeah. So this is like part two of Nightmare the sequel. Walking around with a target. On yeah. <laughs> so okay, part two. I asked the GM, "Why not a knight in shiny armor?" The GM explained. You have a reputation of this character. Uh, you, you have a reputation of his characters dying in combat, and a troll has regeneration, so it will be hard for him to die with your die <laughs> rolls. Ignoring the pun, I replied with almost a whine. Really like to play a knight for once. Uh-huh. Uh, the GM deflected my profound argument with, "Trust me, you'll have more fun now that you can't die <laughs> in combat." Cupcake was really dedicated to that pun. Apparently, the non-plot, non-combat dwarf, and the impossible kill troll were to protect me from the trauma of having my PC die in combat. Maybe after all those years, I should write the GM and thank him for his concern for my mental health. Because obviously, no, after this makes a pages of email, I know. totally right. fine. Right. He's working this out. <laughs> As for my... Oh. Do you want me to pick, up, pick it up? Or are you, are I'm you okay. Tired? I'm all right. I'm all right. Okay. I've been talking Shake all day. It it's Shake fine. It all right. Um, as for my nefarious plan to ruin the game world's economy, the GM ignored it as if it hadn't happened. Aww. Lame. But hey, turn that frown upside down into a mischievous grin. I now had an honest-to-God combat monster. So combat I did. <laughs> I used meta-knowledge of the dwarves' hidden magic stash. The troll equipped himself with the very best dwarven enchanted plus four halibird. And, of course, the non-human problem I had with the dwarf was worse for the troll. Eventually, his magic weapon was stolen, sold, and lost forever. I oh. recall being very—I uh, recall there being lots of sulking. If my legend in local gaming groups is that I could kill any of my PCs without trying, I decided to see what happens when I try. I learned. That wow. What I learned was the GM intervention can keep a PC alive no matter what I he tries. I have totally tried that. Yeah. <laughs> that was until we faced the Balrog living under the Necromancer's castle. To save the other PCs, the innocent, uh, not yet sacrificed human woman, I charged the troll into the arms of the Balrog. No, no longer armed with magic weaponry. I went in teeth and claws versus flaming sword and flaming whip and flaming claws and flaming wings. Oh, and then there's a fire, <laughs> fire breath. The other players got uh, the other players got the wor- uh, the there got that there would be sacrifices anyway. While I slowed down the Balrog and finally killed the troll. Ta-da! My reputation was intact. I was asked to come back for the next session for a new PC. The day arrived, and I drove over <laughs> there singing to the Queen song, We Will Rock You. We will, we will be, be a, a knight! knight. <laughs> yes. 
the GM started by telling the other two that they had to abandon the castle uh, in the swamp to the Balrog, leaving errant Black Knight and Kung Fu Mage wandering in need of a home for the Knight's intelligent warhorse and the Necro's star- uh, surviving squad of zombies. As any luck would have it, my GM created my new GM created PC just happened to know of another castle. So I was then handed a 13-year-old unacknowledged uh, bastard what? noble thief. What? Still. Still not a knight in shining armor for a game about knights in shining armor. Why break this tradition? <sighs> On the bright side, not a serf. On the downside, not a knight. Grudgingly, I was willing to give it a try until I saw the character tra- character twist. Next to gender, it said female. Um, No. I tried to explain as best I could that as a 17-year-old guy, I wasn't comfortable playing a 13-year-old girl. As we walked it through, I expressed how I wasn't comfortable playing a female character and really wanted to play a goddamn knight. Finally, (laughs) I settled down and agreed to give this female, unacknowledged bastard noble thief a shot. Or maybe the shot I was thinking about was a crossbow bolt to Cupcake's face. Yes. Wow. Yes. No, I was just, There's wow. Two more pages. It's still going on. Yeah, and we continue. Our first adventure with the new... Th- I'm riveted, though. Yeah, okay. I'm putting down my <clears throat> Our first adventure with the new Thief PC was to find a home for the two vagabonds. My PC led them to an abandoned metal castle that was mostly underground. Plot twist, it wasn't so abandoned. It was defended by animated empty suits of armor and unmanned magic sunray blasting wands. Dodging the high-intensity sunray beams, we made our way to the metal castle to explore the fight. The current occupants of the animated armor. When the la- uh, with the la- last hints, I finally figured out the meta plot. We were playing in post-apocalyptic a- post-apocalyptic England, where the magic replaced technology. King Arthur was Arthur of Legend returned without his knights of the Round Table. The metal castle was an intercontinental missile complex guarded by robots and laser turrets. Good thing the Black Knight had the best possible magic armor to help with those darn lasers, and the Necromancer had all those zombies armed with plus one swords and shields to swarm the robots. Now, it may seem that I'm just complaining and full of sour grapes, and I probably am. But even here, I found my PC wanting. An Arthurian age thief was useless in a high-tech dungeon. Pick a lock. She couldn't figure out the keypads. Search for the traps. Oops. Miss seeing the infrared sensors. What how, What about helping in combat? Robots ignored the throwing knives. Probably because they weren't magic dwarven made knives. In between settings, uh, setting off IR traps and not having anything useful to do, I started to think of ways to kill the campaign. <laughs> why, <laughs> uh. why rage quit when I could be a passive-aggressive teenager? <laughs> this is when Operation No One Shows was formulated. The plan was for me to convince the other players, my two friends, not to show up again. I wasn't going to show up anymore anyway. Then an opportunity to end it all arose in game. We found the control room for the nuclear missiles. It was described as having an odd table with buttons of many colors in several rows. One purple button was blinking slowly. I wonder what it does, I said out loud while thinking, please be self-destruct, please be self-destruct, please be (laughs) self-destruct. The little girl thief pushed the pretty blinking button, and a woman's voice started counting down. The player of the goodly black knight of slaughter went crazy, fearing I had to put I'd push this a self destruct button. He hacked apart the console with or he hacked apart the console with his plus four greatsword some dwarf made for him. <laughs> the attack on the console prevented Bruce Lee, the necromage, from pushing a button marked in the language of the ancient, ancients as a board. 
Sadly, it wasn't self-destruct. It was just a launch button. Up into the clear ah. afternoon of the fantasy medieval sky went a nuclear-armed missile. Dice rolled ones and the missile malfunctioned and randomly landed on Camelot with the king in residence. <laughs> oh, then no. the bomb went boom. With Camelot a radioactive slag heap, the GM sent us home so he could regroup. Over the next couple days, I implemented Operation No One Shows, playing the Who's Your Friend card, and up the ante with All Run Tunnels and Trolls. <laughs> As GM, I was to Monty Hall, but I did get bit by the GM bug and have been a GMing for uh, and have been a GM for more games than as a player. Nice, Mr. Natural Charisma and I did give that GM another shot. This time, I was going to play a knight. In fact, both our PCs were knights and close friends. We were starting with squires. We were starting with squires, men at arms, heavy horses, and ideas of high adventures. Insert sound of needles scraping across a vinyl record. <laughs> now, records are what we had before CDs were around. Actually, they were before they predated tapes too. Yeah, that's true. Tapes, yeah. Okay. Mm. They sell those now at hipster stores. That's how we know. You, you know, people don't buy CDs anymore either. No, that's right? true. Yeah. <laughs> Just check. Actually, they're buying vinyl now. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we're back again. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were uh, we were bait and switch. The well-known equipped knights lost most... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I ruined the timing there. Insert sound of needles scraping across the vinyl record. We were bait and switched. The well-equipped knights lost most of their men and equipment, then shipwrecked on Dinosaur Island. The what? GM had used his brand new Saurians, Dinosaurs, and Intelligent Saurian Races source book for chivalry and sorcery. Uh, Post-shipwreck, our characters were chased by several different hungry giant dinos. After being told I was never allowed to ride a triceratops, I would never be allowed to ride a triceratops into battle. <laughs> Another operation no one shows brought the <laughs> campaign to an end. <laughs> um, at the time, I was not disappointed in myself or my actions. Even now, I am not. I stated multiple times what I wanted. A playable character that was equal to the other two PCs. Yes, thank you. However, the GM was yeah. more interested in currying favor with the other two than providing us with an enjoyable campaign. From this, I learned a lot. Mostly, what not to do as a GM. Yeah. I remind myself that players who are marginalized with sulk scheme well, oh, who are marginalized will sulk scheme and ruin a campaign for their own entertainment. My two friends did enjoy themselves while I was displeased. The three of us are still close friends, and they game at my table. As for Cupcake, I refuse to play another game, uh, uh, play uh, other in any game he ran. P.S. Thirty years later, my wife banned that cupcake from our house for not shutting up about his overtly strong <laughs> political views while as a guest in our house. PPS that made for three old gamers she had on the band list. You joke with I joke with her that limit is two bannings. She agreed, so Joe is no longer banned. Yay, Joe! <laughs> Great, congratulations, Joe. PPS, you're overdue. A drink. Yeah, drink. Yeah. Especially Kitty, who read all that. All right, you know what? Well, well, well written email. Thank you. That, that was, was so entertaining. Fantastic. Yeah. It that brings awesome. me back to yeah. Yep. <laughs> Boy, I feel like I'm playing Chivalry and Sorcery again. That's amazing. I haven't played Chivalry and Sorcery since I was 15. I actually <laughs> bought a game, I don't know, 20 years ago or so, something where shortly before I got back into this again, because I kind of remember it being a really cool Arthur. I mean, it's basically There were cool nights. things you could do yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah. 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 But, but not that. Not that. No. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever play uh, Pendragon? No. I have... A, I, I tried might it, three times to play Pendragon and could not get a group to 
to hang together for it. I want to play Pendragon so that bad. That's what it kept reminding me of. Yeah. Well, Pendragon. what I remember most about the Chivalry and Sorcery game was the, the magic system, which was not fully fleshed out, but really cool. But basically, mm-hmm. and it's something I want to steal, which is if you wanted to create a fireball, you had to create move air, oh. summon fire, and like combine it into a spell. Gerpsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. Yeah. You, you basically had to, and you had to work up these spells, so you had to master two or three different spells to create a different kind of spell, and you, would, you and the GM would talk, and that was the spell that you would have yeah, to come up cool. with. It was really cool, but also very complicated, because, you know, I'm summoning air, I'm shaping, I'm yeah, crawling fire, I'm shaping it, so all these are involving dice rolls, now I'm moving it. Right. Takes five dice rolls just to put the thing together, yeah, yeah. and if one of them goes wrong, yeah. that blows up in your face. I want to play Pendragon. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Cool. I think that's a wrap. That yeah. was awesome. All right. Good, good, good yeah. Yay. Yeah. So, um, wait, I have to do the thing. Wait. Do the thing. It's not happening. I don't think it's the right one. I can tell by the look on your face. I hear it. You hear it? No. Yeah. Oh. In here. In here, in my ear, in the bud. I don't hear it. I hear it. Do you guys hear it? Oh, there it is. Wait, we're gonna Okay, that was muted. Sorry, I muted that. All right, fair we'll enough. Do it again. Wait, wait. I can right, do it. Okay, I can okay. do it right. And two. Okay, wait, wait. Do it again. Take two. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us tonight on the Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Kimmy. My name is Gina. Oh, Jim. I'm star. <laughs> <laughs> um, please tune in, and we're going to have a bunch of APs yeah. coming up soon. Yep. Yeah. And uh, this has been season 20, episode 6. six. And we will leave you with a song. I hope, if I can figure that out. It'll be great. It'll be yours.
presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.